Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, crypto traders worldwide. For today's update, I'm going to cover another exchange because I did commit to doing more exchanges. And, you know, this is an exchange I was in before and I completely forgot that I had signed up with it. That's how bad it was. And to be fair, I think it would be fine for a certain segment of the audience, but for the other 99% of us, I don't think it's a viable thing. And I, it has a lot of annoying things, but... Uh, I will call out the goods and I will call out the bads, and that is BitMart. BitMart, from what I can tell, it's it's certainly, in terms of the number of tokens, in other words, the pairs and the markets, it does give you access to the vast majority of what there is to trade, so you're not significantly limited in terms of what you can trade. It seems to have quite a bit. It doesn't have all of them, but it does have a lot of them, and it does have a lot of the meme tokens as well, which is good to see. Um, the interface is reasonably intuitive. There's not a lot of bells and whistles as far as what I see. And they seem to have done a good job of presenting the information in a way that makes sense for pretty much anybody to follow along. It is an advanced exchange, so you're not going to get a dumb, you know, you can spot trade, but you're not going to get the dumb interface of like a Coinbase, for example. It's, it's for those that are probably intermediate to advanced level traders, probably more closer to the advanced in some ways. But the interface is pretty intuitive. They've got, I think, better graphs than other uh, exchanges for sure. And they use a single concept of assets. You do not have a wallet, quote unquote, however you can deposit into it and you can withdraw out of it, but you don't own the tokens when they're on the exchanges, as I mentioned in my previous updates. So similar to other types of exchanges, you're gonna wanna use it to swap only and in my opinion, nothing else. The access to the variety of tokens that are out there, including many of the so-called meme tokens, is a positive. The availability of deposits and withdrawals is a positive. The sign of experience wasn't the best. I wouldn't say it was a horrible experience, but it certainly wasn't the friendliest experience either. There were some hiccups. I eventually got past those, and then once you get past those, it's pretty seamless. You do not have to do full KYC just to do trading. So if you're just trading tokens back and forth, it's fine. However, withdrawals are are restricted until you do the KYC, and that's pretty consistent with other exchanges as well. The, the downside of BitMart, the number one downside for BitMart, and to be fair... I believe it's Hotbit that has the same thing. I'll double check that. Yeah, I think it's Hotbit. Could be KuCoin, but I think it's Hotbit. The downside of BitMart is every trade that you're doing has to be a minimum of $5 in USD Tether. Now you're saying, well, I got thousands, ain't a problem. Do, do, do. That's cool, but you're, believe it or not, not the majority. The majority of people who are doing small trades they're doing, you know, investing a couple of bucks into something and they might sell something at a loss, right? And it just happens to be under $5 and you cannot because they will not allow you if it's under five. Five is the minimum, absolute minimum on pretty much any trades that you do. And I don't believe there's a reason to do those minimums. Um, I, I understand from their perspective, they're trying to minimize fees. They're trying to simplify what they're doing. But again, I think a better answer is just to let people trade what they trade and just let the chips fall where they may. The other exchange that does something similar is indeed Hotbit. And Hotbit, it uses this other concept, and I'll talk about when I cover Hotbit in more detail, but 
they use this idea of nano USD tokens. So you're when you're trading some of these low so-called uh, low market cap or the equivalent of penny stock type tokens, they use NUSD. That's what they give you. And then you can exchange it up to USD tether once you hit a certain amount or greater. But if you don't have that, the problem is that if you don't have the NUSD to begin with, you won't be able to buy into the pair. And then you have to exchange your USDT to NUSD in order to do those exchanges. But then some of the pairs are only USDT alone. So if you bought in, let's say you transferred in your tokens and then you sold them and you only got NUSD, but you didn't get enough to get a dollar because it tanked, you won't be able to exchange another token that only takes USDT like SHIB, for example. So I'll cover Hotbit in more detail later, but it's a similar concept of this idea of a minimum transaction, which I don't, I don't understand why they do it. It drives me nuts. Um, KuCoin doesn't do that from what I can tell. Uh, Gate.io doesn't do that. I don't know about Binance because they're still locked out, but Coinbase doesn't do that. Like some of these elements don't do that. And it doesn't make sense why they do it because I understand they're trying to save fees, but ultimately it's anti-consumer when they do that. Now on the plus side, Bitmart, Bitmart rather does have a web interface. They do not have a mobile first strategy. So that's good for them. They do offer a mobile app on both Android and on Apple, but they don't force it on the user. So you can use your computer. You can spin up the monitor like I covered on the other update and you can benefit from the full graphs. And the, frankly, the graphical view is just so good that I, I couldn't imagine transacting on a small screen in any case. The, they don't seem to restrict you from any of the trading, uh, any of the tokens to trade. So they actually promote some of these lesser tokens like Yushi that, you know, nobody's ever heard about, but they promote these and they act, advocate for you to trade these. Um, BitRise is another one. Um, now, keep in mind, like I said, when you have a token and you leave it on the exchange, you are not entitled to the rewards. So if you leave it in the exchange, and that's one of the only reasons that you should trade BitMart to be candid. When you leave it on the exchange, you're not going to get the benefits of those rewards that they're part of the token sales pitch. So like with BitMart, or excuse me, BitRise, their whole thing is, yeah, we give you BNB rewards and it just comes in your wallet. You're not going to get any of that. It's it's basically kept, as far as I can tell, by the exchange. So I would not advocate you do that. And then the Floki, if you're into Floki, is about to get set up on there in the next day or so. Um, that was a breaking update from them. So they are a, I'd say, probably mid-tier player in the exchanges. They're not as high as a gate.io. They're not as ubiquitous as a Coinbase, but... They're up there on the list in terms of the flexibility and the use cases. Um, not very many bricks in your way. Of course, you are going to have to do KYC. They do have a web portal. They're not mobile first, so they're very consumer friendly. So I can give them that credit. You know, in, in my perspective, the only negative for me, the only negative is that whole business of the $5 minimum. And that's because I understand that retail traders, by and large, could run into some of these low cap ones where it, it's like $4.70 and you can't do anything with it where it would be nice to just simply transition that over to a different token where it could profit and you can't. Because remember on the exchange, you have to sell it first to fiat and then you can buy into the new token pair. You can't just convert, swap a token if there's no pair for it. So if I had, let's say, $3 of Floki and a dollar of Satama and I wanted to 
combine those and just toss it in the shiv and let it sit there. I can't do that because you can't do a straight swap between those tokens. You'd have to send it to USDT. That's where you hit that limit on the $5. You can't send it out to that. So that forces you to put more money in there. Now, that's not a major deal because I can always send my mining profits over to BitMart, but I shouldn't have to do that. It should just get rid of the minimum, let people transact as they transact, even if that's 10 cents, who cares, like the other ones do. So I would put them, arguably, they're certainly above Binance.us by far and away, and I know I keep ragging on them, but... I mean, come on, I'm weeks out and I'm still not verified KYC. That's a joke. Uh, and then it's just a garbage interface. So I'd put them certainly above them. They're definitely above Indoex. Indoex, I think, is, the again, the ghetto of all exchanges. So they're certainly above Indoex. They're certainly above Binance US. They're definitely below KuCoin. KuCoin, I put them higher than BitMart by far, even though KuCoin doesn't have anywhere near the um, level of coin selection that BitMart has. BitMart has more that you can choose from by far, from what I can see. And then I would put Gate.io is still at the top of my list by far. So in my current order, and I'll double check my checklist just to make sure I'm not missing any of them. Oh yeah. And then there's Kraken and crypto. Kraken is garbage. Uh, I talked about it. it. I see it's a waste of time for Americans. Crypto.com is mobile only. So they're there to me. They're not even on the list. Uh, I forget what my issue was with Invest Voyager. I think it's mobile first, and then Altbase uh, is mobile first. So those are mobile first ones. They don't get high listing until they build a web interface because it goes to accessibility. It goes to making sure all your consumers can use it and not limiting people to a phone or a tablet screen, which is anti-consumer. So in order of what I've seen myself, um, I would put right now, I'd put gate.io still at the top of my list today if you wanted to get into it. They seem to be the one that's most versatile. Then second on the list would be KuCoin for me. Third on the list would probably be BitMart. I'll, I'll be fair there. And then um, HotBit after that. And then everything else after that. So that's my quick overview on the BitMart exchange. Like I said, I'm not saying don't use them. I'm saying that that minimum might be a deal breaker for you. And, if you know, frankly, if you're trying to invest in some of these tokens, the vast majority of them are already on gate.io and I would steer you that direction. There's nothing that makes them stand out as any better than any other exchange. I'll give them their communication, their knowledge base and their announcements articles seem to be pretty good compared to the other exchanges. But other than that, as far as using it as an exchange, I don't think much of it. And again, I want to stress, I'm coming at it from the perspective of an American, not from somebody international. So internationally, you might think they're the bee's knees and that's cool, but I have to grade it on that curve of if you're a United States citizen trying to go into this thing, what is going to be your experience? And to me, it's certainly not the worst out there by far and away. That's Binance.us, but it's nowhere close to the best either and it has some room to move. And I would love to see them get rid of that $5. If they got rid of that $5, they're number two on the list, at least right now behind gate.io easily it's it i just it's enough of a deal breaker that i have to be fair when i assess something like a gate.io that doesn't have anything silly like that and even kucoin doesn't have something or excuse me a hotbit doesn't have anything silly like that either you can trade small amounts it's just you have to do the conversion of the token but it doesn't stop you from doing it that's the key i don't like to be stopped or restricted when it's my money in play here so and that's me that's how i feel on bitmart 
that's hopefully been helpful for you in making a decision. But again, you're going to have to balance multiple exchanges at some point anyway.